welcome back to another episode of Digital Marketing Decoded with Manta, our podcast dedicated to providing tools and advice for small to mid-sized businesses to help them grow and thrive in their industries online. This week, we have a special guest joining us on the podcast. We'd like to welcome Christine Pratt, Director of Marketing from our sister company, Boostability. So welcome, Christine. Hi there. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So great to have you here and discuss our topic for today. So for today's discussion, we're talking about something that's very relevant to a lot of our customers, and that's the economy and how digital marketing works for them in general during an economic downturn. You know, is digital marketing recession-proof? Can it weather the storm during economic downturns? Yeah, this is super topical right now. It's something that we hear from our customers a lot. It's something that we read about constantly. You know, we might not be in an official quote-unquote recession, uh, but the economy and people stretching their budgets is definitely something that's very top of mind right now. So I'm excited to, to talk about it today. So let's get right into it. Okay, so to begin our discussion, the term recession proof, that implies that certain industries or sectors are able to withstand economic downturns better than others. So is digital marketing one of those industries? You know, it's a really interesting question. Of course, no industry is entirely recession-proof. The, the economy impacts all of us in one way or another. But I want to walk back a few years. We kind of saw this during COVID a little bit. I mean, while not technically a recession, we definitely saw the economy slow down. Uh, it affected nearly every industry, every business. It, of course, affected all of us out there. Um, and sure. digital marketing and the kind of products that you know, Manta offered, it's no different. But digital marketing does possess a certain kind of characteristic that essentially helps it remain more resilient. Um, but let's dive into that just a little bit. So one of the key factors I see is cost effectiveness. And the second is kind of longevity of campaigns compared to maybe some other traditional marketing channels. So, um, so you know, during a recession, everyone tightens their belts in one way or another. We're all looking to cut costs and traditional advertising methods, you know, a TV ad, um, a direct mail piece, a print ad, radio, any of those kind of things that sustain marketing for so long, those can be pretty expensive. I mean, they're infected by inflation as well. Usually those those costs, those ads tend to go up just a little bit. Um, but digital marketing channels like SEO, social media, email marketing, paid ads, there's a whole bunch of different options that allow businesses to reach their audience, and all of those are scalable. So you can reach different audiences, different targets, depending on your budget. Um, so additionally, these, the reach of these campaigns can last a little bit longer. So like with a TV ad or a direct mail flyer, you have that one chance to reach your audience. And they only have a few seconds before they decide if they're going to act on it or just move on as part of the, no like the background noise of life, right? So it can be... You can it can take multiple touch points essentially before a consumer decides to either make the call, visit your website, and guess what? If they're seeing you on TV, if they're hearing you on the radio, they're not going to go straight to your website anyway. They're going to do a generic search. But digital marketing allows for a very targeted approach to advertising that can grow over time and really connect with your audience. For sure, yeah. So it's that affordability and flexibility of digital marketing that really can make it recession resistant in a sense. Um, can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Yeah, for sure. So digital marketing, it really allows businesses, you can pivot your strategy on a dime and quickly, quickly change. If something's working, you know, I, I call it fail fast. You learn, 
you see if it works and then you pivot and you move on, um, especially during a changing economic landscape, like kind of what we have right now. So for example, companies might change their messaging a little bit to focus more on value or cost savings rather than, um, hey, we have this new product or this new flashy thing, come come see us. And these digital platforms really allow for that agility to make the adjustments promptly and, and to move on. So Additionally, the ability to really measure and track performance in real time, this allows you to make data-driven decisions, which is something that I love. That's something that I apply in what I'm doing every single day um, as I market it within, within my job. The ability to make decisions based on strategic data is crucial in order to see if it's effective or not. So this, when, when you have the data, when you see if it's converting or not, or if it's resonating or if it's reaching a, a certain number of audience members, that really allows businesses to allocate their budgets wisely. Um, and then it maximizes you know, your return on investment, which is ultimately the goal of what you're doing with any kind of marketing campaign, but especially when the economy is a little tighter. Yeah, for sure. It really seems like digital marketing can adapt to the needs of businesses, especially during those hard economic downturns or recessions. Um, but let's talk a little bit more about like, what about consumer behavior? Do people continue to engage with digital marketing efforts in the same way during an economic downturn? Uh, and that's actually a major point that you need to consider. I mean, the the way the way consumers act and the way that they interact with your business and the other businesses around you is is something you absolutely have to take into consideration when you're deciding where to spend your your marketing budget. Um, we did a webinar a few years ago at the height of COVID uh, with a partner at the time, and they do they do consumer behavior studies constantly. Um, and this one, they took a couple months into when the pandemic had started and you could see a night and day difference between, you know, early March here in the U S when everyone was kind of just doing their thing to, you know, I was probably August, July, August, when everything moved online. Um, you could just see this dramatic shift in consumer behavior. And so, and that it tends to change during recessions as well. So, you know, while for the, I'd say for the most part, most of us are out back to our normal routines. We're going to, to stores if we need to. We're doing all of that. Um, but digital marketing still remains an essential tool to really connect with, a, with your business audience. In fact, especially during a recession, I would say right now uh, everyone – probably just a little bit more research. They're really, they're comparing prices. They're trying to find the deals. They're looking for products. Um, and you know, this increased online activity presents a unique opportunity for businesses to really maintain visibility, to build trust and nurture customer relationships, to prove the value of their product, to convince someone to actually take action and make the call or come into the store or make the purchase or, or however your business works. Yeah. And, and especially like when a recession hits, like the fundamentals of running a business don't really change. Um, you still have to convince people to purchase your product or service. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of the crux of what I almost wanted to talk about today is that really crafting, um, crafting these campaigns that address the specific needs and concerns of consumers. Businesses can you know, you can continue to engage with your audience and even gain that competitive advantage. So let me give you an example. You might not think of a recession or something like this as a time to actually get ahead when everyone else is cutting back, but that's actually the perfect time. So like many digital marketing channels, especially like 
SEO in particular, that can be kind of a, a slow burn, which for people like me who are impatient, it's a little hard to swallow, but you know what? It works because, you know, it can take almost six months before you start to reach the top 10 results or, you know, you really start to see that dramatic growth of your website traffic. Um, but that, I mean, of course the top 10 is where you really want to be to actually get someone to, to visit your website or to call you. But right. think about it this way, when everyone is really slowing down their efforts, maybe they stopped their SEO campaign. Maybe they've slowed down, uh, their ad spend. Um, you know, there's a whole bunch of things that people might consider cutting when economic, when the economy is tight, but that's the perfect time for you to ramp up because guess what? Consumers still need things like for a plumber, a sink can still get clogged. You know, a toilet line can still break for just a regular person. And guess what? They're going to need a plumber. Um, for a landscaper, you know, someone might have an injury or they might have surgery and they might need someone to come help take care of their yard or to trim a tree. I'm getting, most people probably don't go cut their own trees down. Like they still have these needs. So uh, when others cut back, like during a recession, it's the perfect time for you actually to step up those efforts in certain situations so you can get ahead of your competition who have taken that step back. Yeah, it's it's really fascinating and interesting, but really beneficial how digital marketing can actually help those businesses navigate through those really hard times where they need help the most. However, are there any other challenges or potential roadblocks that marketers or just businesses in general should be aware of? However, are there any challenges or potential roadblocks that marketers or especially just businesses in general should be aware of? Yeah, definitely. You know, I might be just a little biased about digital marketing since, you know, it's my job, but of course it has its <laughs> advantage, but it's definitely not without its challenges. So, you know, during recessions or even, you know, as consumers, companies, we all face budget cuts in one way or another. You know, we all have to to tighten our belt and prioritize what we actually need versus what we kind of just want. Um, and marketing, I've talked to many, several different customers, and they say that, you know, marketing is just kind of a, a nice to have. It's not really a need to have. They're not necessarily seeing the, the necessity of getting their name out there, especially right now. But actually, in my opinion, that's the exact opposite of what you should be thinking. So, you know, instead it should be, how can I help my dollars stretch to maximize the reach? Um, you as a business owner or as a marketer need to, especially during a recession, plan and justify the strategies to demonstrate the value of your marketing efforts. So, you know, most businesses, we all feel, we all feel the, the impacts of an economic recession. Um, but cost cutting is hard and maybe research and spend the time to decide the channels that best connect and resonate your, with your audience. So you might still have to cut your budget some. So instead of having SEO, paid ads, email, you know, I'll run the entire gamut of digital products. Maybe you just focus on the places that best resonate with your audience and focus the spending there. Cutting your budget doesn't necessarily mean you have to completely stop. It just means you have to be strategic about it. Right. And I think that brings up another great benefit, which I know you've touched on a little bit already. But when there is less noise, it means that it can be easier for businesses in their messaging or just the opportunity to break through more to their customers. So if other competitors have scaled back on their advertising or social media promotions, you know, any of those examples, mm -hmm. there's really an opportunity for business campaigns to have a greater impact and steal some of that 
market or just impact with their customers. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you know what? The the landscape is constantly evolving just because maybe one of your top competitors in a local area stops for a month or two. That time flies by really fast. And it, it, it's it's probably going to look differently. You know, we're recording this in August. It'll probably look differently in October, November than it does right now. So um, marketers really need to stay updated with the latest trends. You always need to be researching, you know, seeing what things look like out there. Um, and definitely, as I kind of touched on a little bit earlier, the consumer preferences in order to remain effective. So it's important to really strike that balance between innovation and stability, you know, leverage the proven strategies of what you know work, uh, in order to reach your customers while also embracing the new opportunities that come up. You might find a new channel that you test that can actually work really well uh, in order to reach your customers versus something that you've just stayed with forever. But test every message, every channel, find what works best for your business and for your customers and run with it. And guess what? Just because it works for you know, a few months doesn't mean it's going to work forever. Those consumer behaviors change. Some people may go to the new, uh, the new social media app. I mean, threads was great there for maybe like two or three weeks Mm -hmm. and now it's kind of cutting back again versus Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it. So, but that's a place where you could maybe test, see if your consumers are there and, and try it. Yes. Those are such great points. And like we mentioned in our, in our previous episode, it really depends on your business's needs and the type of results you're wanting to achieve. So those are such great points to back that statement up. Um, So for businesses considering whether or not they should continue their digital marketing efforts, what do you think? Is digital marketing worth the effort and money? Oh yeah. And again, you know, I'm going to say that it's absolutely worth it, but I, I firmly believe this isn't just something as, as a marketer by trade. Like I firmly believe that if a business needs, wants, needs to get their name out there, marketing is specifically digital because that's where consumers are right now is the way to get it done. Um, so, I mean, and it, of course you never want to hear that it depends, but you know what, it really does kind of depend on the business and on the industry. You know, a dentist will have a different way to connect with their customers than maybe like a lawyer or something like that. It's a different right. type of messaging, a different type of platform. So marketing efforts tend to result in, you know, long-term growth rather than immediate results for a lot of channels. I mean, you have uh, PPC or, you know, paid ads that you, you pay the money out there. People click on the ad, that dollar is in and out and spent, but like it, that doesn't mean it doesn't work. So, you know, for an example, you know, on average, I'm, I'm spitballing here a little bit, but if you spend $1 in a PPC ad, there's a good chance that you're going to have a $2 return, if not better. Um, so I'd say about 49% of businesses say organic or an SEO campaign or, you know, someone searching organically to find their website is actually the highest ROI, even though it takes a little bit to get there. Um, so it just kind of really depends on a, what your budget looks like, B the type of, um, type of messaging and the type of effectiveness that you already know works for your campaign. But, you know, while the budget for digital marketing can grow quickly, it's almost always worth it as long as you find what's working for your business and you're not just, you know, willy-nilly spending on a whole bunch of platforms hoping that something sticks. You just have to test, fail quickly, and then move on if it doesn't. 
Right. And there are a lot of businesses that can try to figure this out on their own. But if your business works with a results-driven online marketing agency like Manta, they can really help streamline and optimize your efforts to really help produce those results that'll gain you the most success over time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you got into your business because you're good at what you do, right? I'm assuming um, I talked to a cupcake shop owner a few weeks ago and she it's like, I don't have time for all this because I'm busy baking cupcakes. Like I get that, but right. you can, you can take your budget. You can use an agency like Manta, um, that has a whole, you know, gamut of digital marketing products and they can help you make those strategic decisions so you can focus on, on what you do best. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So my last question for you is thinking about businesses who are trying to plan ahead, who like to plan ahead, strategize, and just learn a little bit more ahead of time. Do you have any tips on what businesses can do to help stay ahead and be consistent when an economic downturn does happen? Yeah, I actually have four things um, that kind of come to mind, knowing this question was probably going to come. Hopefully this is helpful for a few of you out there. Um, But these are the four things that I would personally focus on for marketing efforts uh, in order to you know, really make the most effectiveness of any of your campaigns. And the first is to focus on your branding. Uh, Potential buyers, you know, they're not going to have the immediate liquid cash to make that, to make that purchase right when they see an ad. Um, So immediate activations or conversions are less likely. So what you need to do is effectively market your brand so that people recognize it when they are ready to make that decision. Um, you know, SEO gets your name to the top of the search results. You pair that with a paid ads campaign and they suddenly see your name twice at the top when they're searching for something online. That right there is huge. And then they're more likely to recognize your name, your brand as they continue to research. As we kind of talked about earlier, they're researching more before actually buying, before actually pulling the trigger on a purchase. Um, So instead you can make your advertising marketing efforts really focused on building your brand in your customer's eyes rather than just hoping hoping someone sees the ad and clicking through. Right. That's such a great perspective because especially during times in an economic downturn or recession, you know, if they really aren't able to make those purchases, just being at the top of their mind when they are ready to make those purchases is such a great thing to have for your business. Yeah, it's massive. And I think a lot of people don't necessarily take that into account when they're planning. So, right. Cool. Well, the second tip is adjusting your tone. Um, You don't want to be tone deaf to the situation of what's going on in the world or, you know, in your own community. Uh, During recession, customers, they want to feel good about the product that they're buying. They want to feel good about your business, that you're actually going to provide what you're saying and not, you know, leave them hanging with a half done job or something. So ads and content with a warm tone or feel good stories, those are more likely to be received well, whereas stats or, you know, data or logic driven content might not hit as closely uh, during times like this. And um, my, my brain tends to go for, for data driven stuff all the time, but so that's a little bit harder sometimes for me to pivot that, but you know, you really need to put yourself in your customer's shoes. And if you can't figure out why a customer would care, then you probably have the wrong message or you have the wrong audience and you need to do a little soul searching. <laughs> yeah. Relating with your audience is always very, very 
helpful and needed because you can write content or you can throw out something, but if there's no intent or audience in mind to really back that up, then it's just what it is content. It's not going to be effective for your business. Definitely won't, won't hit the, the heartstring or the, the message or whatever that you want it to. So right. good point. Um, the third tip that I have is to really diversify. I kind of got into this a few minutes ago. Um, but you really want, um, you really want to know what's going to hit your customers the best and, you know, bring out a broad customer base. Of course, we always want more. You want to reach your target audience, but you always want to be building it. So in order to have a broad network of support and revenue, if one stream kind of dries up or one product or one channel doesn't work anymore, you're less likely to go thirsty and kind of feel the effects of it. So test everything to maximize your effectiveness. You know, that's testing your, your messaging, that's testing the channels, that's testing the budget, that's testing the range, that's testing everything. I'm really mean everything. But once you do that and you find what works, it's going to maximize, uh, the reach and the effectiveness of your marketing campaigns. Yeah. So in other words, like you don't want to try to put all your eggs in one basket because even things that are successful for you that do work for you, an economic downturn could come and you have to adjust that. It's really finding out the areas that you are successful in and not, and like you said, diversifying your marketing efforts. That's such a great point. Yep, exactly. And then the fourth and my final tip uh, for today is, you know, sticking with what works. So you've already, you know, say you're doing the testing, you find a channel that works, um, Likely, you know, maybe something what works for your specific business actually might not work for your competitor. Maybe they just have a slightly different audience or a different price point that targets a different group. Um, Like uh, you could be spending, you know, hundreds on social media ads. But if that's not necessarily where your customers spend your free their free time, then you've wasted time and investment. So you need to focus on the avenues with the highest return on investment and then really focus your efforts where it counts, especially when you have to maybe cut that budget a little bit from multiple sources and really hone in on what you know will work. These are all such great points that we've gone over in this podcast. And as we wrap up our discussion, to summarize what we've discussed here with Christine, digital marketing has proven to be resilient and adaptable industry during economic downturns. Its cost-effectiveness, flexibility, and ability to track performance makes it a valuable tool for businesses looking to weather the storm. Yeah, and I'd also just, you know, as a final point, kind of add that leveraging the power of digital marketing platforms and keeping a pulse on that changing consumer behavior, marketers, business owners, you can continue to connect with your audience. This is not impossible. It's just a little bit of a matter of strategy. But you can continue to drive that engagement and even find the new opportunities, even when the economy is a little bit uncertain. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Christine, for joining us on the podcast. And thank you to all our listeners as well for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hopefully you'll invite me back. (laughs) Well, that wraps up another episode of Digital Marketing Decoded with Manta. We hope you enjoyed our discussion with Christine. And tune in next week for our next episode where we'll explore and dive into what branding is. We will see you next time. Take care, everybody. Bye.